evening. Once again, spicy boys and girls and everybody else here in the Valley. I'm Dan Bullard, your host tonight with Spice Radio Live. And with us in the studio, we've got Hugh Tyler. Uh, if you were watching our live stream earlier, Hugh did a lot of, uh, did four different tracks that we're going to play for you if you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching the live stream, just go back and watch the other video. It's just like, you know, scroll down a little bit. It was a great <laughs> performance, and uh, thank you for joining us, man. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, this is your first time here in Spice Rack Studios? Yeah, I've never never seen it other than like on videos and the pictures. How does it how does it compare actually being in the space versus watching it on uh, Facebook? I've always been curious. It's actually much larger than I thought it was, which is <laughs> surprising. Uh, you think it's large until we get like six bands in here for an all night live stream and then it, it's like 100 <laughs> degrees and everybody's sweating and stuff. That's why we had to move our mini fridge in here because people didn't have access to the water otherwise and it got it got bad. Just turn the hose on outside. Yeah, just turn the valve off over there and <laughs> just flood the whole house. But uh, yeah, you've got a couple of gigs coming up here in Huntsville. Uh, first one's coming up April 12th over at Maggie Myers with Aaron Bradley, who's also an excellent singer-songwriter. Have you performed with him much? Yeah, uh, Aaron and I split a couple shows here and there at Maggie's. Uh, um, we also have done Copper Top before, too. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. I like hanging out with him. It's, it's a good night. Yeah. And uh, coming up later that month on the 19th of April, uh, Wish You Were Beer. Uh, is that just you, or are you playing with another... Uh, that's that's solo. Okay, yeah. cool. Where where do you play over at Wish You Were Beer nowadays? Do they have you all up on the up on the on the roof or? No, they used to have the um, the stage over bus- beside the the beer sign. I'm like okay, gesturing with my hand. But then they moved it back toward the windows. So it's like when you walk straight in the door, the first thing you see is, is the musicians on the stage, and it's kind oh, it kind of awesome. puts you like in the center of the room, and that, that's kind of cool. I like when venues actually take that into account. It's like, hey, we want to yeah. bring people in. We should have the music, you know, visible from the street. Yeah, and they got a nice PA and some really awesome monitors, so... Right on. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing everybody forgets. It's the monitors. It's not yeah. just the speakers that everybody else hears. Uh, later on in April on the 23rd, you got an online show at concertwindow.com. How did that, how did that happen? Um, so it's just kind of like a, it's a website. You can go and create a, a channel, uh, for yourself and, uh, live stream, uh, shows anytime you want to, and you can make them, uh, as mu- pay as much as you, you, wow, you want awesome. them to pay, or you can make them pay, pay whatever, or completely free and they can tip, people can go on anywhere they are in the country they can they can watch you okay. so cool. you set up your own live stream and mm-hmm. and they basically just host the site for you yeah that's awesome yeah. that's a cool cool idea and the 28th and this is actually one i'm really excited about you're playing at the montesano amplitheater which i think people in town don't utilize often enough um and mm-hmm. is that also just a solo yeah i'll just be playing solo from 10 to noon uh for the uh, last stage of the Grand Veduta stage race. Okay, so. right on. So uh, your first track that you played for us tonight is uh, called Down in the Dirt, and you actually used a kick drum on that, which I think is appropriate because the, the song is about, you know, sounds like it's about getting kicked around a little bit. Yeah. That was uh, appropriate. Uh, I have the idea that when it actually will get recorded in the studio that uh, to have, like, kind of instead of, like, the, the tambourine on it, the, the foot tambourine, but to mm-hmm. have like a shovel hitting dirt or gravel. Oh yeah, and like, like with the with the the kick drum too. Oh, that's so awesome. They, you got to hire a the studio shovel player musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got us recorded with with everybody. Push string on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a union shovel hitter. You can't just hire a shovel hitter off the street. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that song's kind of about uh, 
the where where you kind of wonder about whatever afterlife there is, mm-hmm. whatever that means to you. But do the bad things that you do follow you into it? Right. On so many different levels, and and just kind of it, it's kind of I think a commentary on or uh, kind of you know m- making the the statement of think about the things that you're doing and the choices you're making because ultimately uh maybe they come back to you maybe they don't but whatever afterlife means to you yeah so. all right let's listen to it if uh you're listening to the podcast you're about to hear it down on the dirt and uh if you're watching facebook just stay tuned we'll be rocking on here in a second this will be hugh tyler with down in the dirt relationship song called gray blue skies what what do you write a lot of love songs or is that more something that you try tend to shy away from because i know i've, I've talked to different singer songwriters that kind of like ah, oh, yeah, the relationship songs are played out but this one i feel is kind of it's a little bit unique i i like that you you mentioned that you can't really remember the color of her eyes but it's right in the song title as well how did that one come about well um for for one thing, kind of the way that that I write, it's or how it's evolved for me with writing is that um, I used to write song like what I used to call songs for the overloving and underappreciated, mm-hmm. um, and I, I've kind of gotten away from that in my style more recently. I, I think that's more like reaching some maturity in my life and and that kind of thing. But um, the way that this song kind of came about was, uh, you know, I was in college and I had this huge crush. I was in love with this girl and uh, uh, it didn't work out. You know, that, that's as they as they that's tend the story. to too sometimes. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just kind of it's about like walk walking around on the campus at UAH and 
not really caring about the sen- the sense of time, like where where I say I walk around, I walk down the sidewalk in distorted time. I, I try to like break up the the beat of the song there too, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's kind of like walking around, not really knowing what's up or down or or correct anymore, and trying trying to figure out um, where it went wrong, especially in, in the last verse, which I actually wrote the last verse a, a lot later in life. Oh, really? Like, how, I, how many years in between? So the, the song was originally written around 2005, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I ended up writing the last verse probably five year, five or six years later. Oh, wow. So um, so you gave it time but, to mature a little bit before you yeah, finished it Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of like, I remember a time back when we were young, and, you know, I, whenever I looked for you, I could find you. Like, But, you know, kind of coming to terms with the idea of, the the first step in, in getting over it is is admitting that there's something to get over and, and just saying that's that's it so and it gets easier I guess if if it is if you do start to forget them later I, I don't know if that's easier or if that's you know harder but it feels like that's a sign of moving on as oh well. man I can't even remember the girl's name yeah <laughs> well you've you've there's definitely moved on so at many. this point <laughs> I, I hit the jackpot with with Kate so I mean that, oh yeah and you guys you guys are uh, expecting a baby soon yeah yeah. yeah. If you were watching the uh, the live stream performance earlier, he he announced the name. I'm not going to make you do that again, just in case you do get in trouble. But uh, they've <laughs> no, got a baby on the way, so congratulations <laughs> to Hugh and thank you. and your lovely wife. And I uh, wish you guys the best in your your new parenting adventure. Yeah, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's listen to it. This is Hugh Tyler with Gray Blue Skies. Did I ever do to you to deserve all that you have put me through? Did my best just to reconcile with you, but forgiveness is not something you're in. I'll walk down the sidewalk in distorted time The wind chills my heart and the cold cracks my spine And all the while looking and not knowing what for I'm trying to find an A-log door Tell me what did I ever do to you To deserve all that you have put me through I did my best just to reconcile Forgiveness is not something you're into. 
working in December Straining to remember The color of her eyes The color of her eyes But everywhere I look There's gray blue skies Back when we were young Life was so much lighter and more fun Back before the weight of the world had crashed down And whenever I sought you out you could be found I'll never know how it all got to this But admittance is step one and getting over And if you're still with us on Facebook, uh, go back and watch the previous video and, you know, we'll have the podcast up at some point if you want to listen to those tracks all mixed and mastered and stuff. Uh, uh, and we've got a couple of pairs of tickets for Brant Tarun, Terhune at uh, Stand Up Live. We gave some away earlier on our performance live stream and we'll be giving some away in some future live streams. So if you want some free tickets to Stand Up Live for a show on May the 16th, uh, just uh, stay tuned and keep watching our stream. Yo. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands either. I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is why Ben does all the interviewing because I'm just I'm great behind a soundboard. I'm kind of useless on camera. Ben's giving me a thumbs up, so I, guess I, I, I think you're doing okay. I mean, <laughs> I can talk a lot. You know, as long as I watch what I talk about. If I yeah, I don't know. I get start quick. I don't know. But <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you a little bit. How long have you uh, about your songwriting technique? How long have you been writing? Is this something that you've been doing since you could put pen to paper, or is this something that came to you later in life? Um, I didn't start playing guitar till I was 15, so the songwriting didn't come till uh, I was in college. Uh, and it was just an experiment one day. I was like, I wonder if I could actually make something. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of progressed from there, but, uh, you know, when I was younger, uh, in high school, uh, junior high and that kind of thing. I used to keep notebooks of poetry and that kind of thing. And really, it's it was more prose because a lot of times it didn't really rhyme or have any reason or mm -hmm. rhythm to it. But, uh, you know, you have to exercise um, that that ability or you have to exercise th the writing or it doesn't come as easily, you know, like you get writer's block. And I, I did have writer's block for, gosh, probably three or four years when I was living in Virginia. Like, it was just bad. It was a bad time for me. Was that just the place you were in in life, physically and mentally, or was that was it something else? Um, 
I think it was just that I didn't devote the time to it. Um, and actually, I, I owe a pretty big debt to Maggie Myers for having an open mic night and getting me interested yeah. in playing live again, or I'd probably still not be doing that. Yeah, so. shout out to Maggie Myers. Yeah. They're, they're one of one of the, the nicer venues in town as far as just being fairly you know, receptive to all kinds of music, and they got a nice stage and everything, and they've, they've been open mic comedy and music for yeah. God, forever as long as I can remember they've, mm. they've had something going on over there so shout out to them and speak personally then a lot for me they yeah have. yeah well, that's 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 yeah that's one thing that people don't really take into account is having those spaces where people can come in and express themselves like that that's such a huge help to people who you know need to get that out one way or another you can't just yeah. keep that bubbled up I think anybody who writes or creates art can kind of relate to that yeah, but you know, three three or four years ago, I would never have, have seen myself in the position I'm in mm-hmm. in this community, and it's pretty awesome. So, and you you perform uh you perform a lot of different open mics, just any any kind of songwriter. You did a songwriters contest, I think. What was it in? Uh, you said it was in Nashville. That was look. No, contest? it was uh it was in it was in Huntsville. It was the Furniture Factory. Oh, that's right. Last, okay, uh, last summer. But I've also done a, a couple at Sidetracks when they've had those mm-hmm. random nights where they do those, but. You know, I, I just kind of do that more for fun. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody in the uh, the singer-songwriter community here that you really, that you as a performer just love to go watch? Uh, well, I, really, I, I have a few. Like, okay. I, I just, I mean, it's probably like picking kids at this point. <laughs> it but. is. I mean, I have a, a great love for, for everyone that, that's trying to get out there and express themselves. And whether it's it's metal or punk or acoustic or singer songwriter folk Americana whatever you know I think it's good that people do that yeah it's important yeah it is um, but uh, you know a, a few that I really like to watch I like to watch Wanda Wasowski mm-hmm. anytime yeah she, yeah she's playing I don't I don't get out to many shows as often as I like to but her and Alex Hendricks and definitely Sarah Jane mm-hmm. like that. They're 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 pretty much like they're it like yeah. Kate and I love Sarah Jane. You guys so. did a, you did a show with her not too long ago, right? Yeah, we were at Sugar Bell. Sugar Bell. Yeah. Yes, I was trying to think of the name of that place because I know they they've had a pretty vibrant uh, open mic uh, singer songwriter community going on for pretty much since they opened a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's right across the street. I don't know if you were around when uh, the place that was over off uh, Jordan Lane. Oh, I forget the name of it now. Uh, Oh, uh, what was the name of it, Ben? So, well, you're talking about the foyer? That's it, and thank now, you. And now it's Death and Taxes? Or yeah, I don't know what it is now, but yeah, the foyer was, was one of the first, I guess, in in our little era, you know, the last five or ten years or so, like the first kind of kind of good singer-songwriter room that was just kind of a singer-songwriter room that opened up. And yeah, I went to a few of those nights. Uh, Randy Lee hosted that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It was pretty cool. A cool little scene. Well, I'm glad they're still doing stuff over on that corner. I, I love that neighborhood because I used to live there when I went to college and stuff. And there's always something interesting going on. Uh, so the, your third track that you played is called "It All Turns Around," and this is more of a, a hopeful song. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a, a, I guess, me processing leaving a hopeless situation, uh, leaving a, a place behind where that situation was for me. And uh, I was in a really bad place when I moved back to Huntsville. Uh, just, uh, I'd been through a really bad breakup mm-hmm. and it was just, it was bad. And, uh, you know, the song's about holding out for, for the, the hope and knowing that your l- luck is eventually going to turn around and hitting the jackpot. It's really, it's, it's about my meeting my wife and, uh, just feeling so lucky that, that I have her. So, Okay, well, let's let the people on the podcast listen to it. This will be Hugh Tyler with It All Turns Around. 
Virginia was wasting my time And I really needed a sign And I thank God every day that I headed south And I know that life can be rough But grit your teeth and be tough Darling, hold on on Facebook. Thanks for staying with us and uh, thanks for just being awesome, Huntsville. You guys are great. <laughs> um, we've got a few more events coming up here soon. You're playing again April 12th at Maggie Myers with Aaron Bradley, the 19th at Wish You Were Beer, uh, the 23rd of April, the online show at concertwindow.com, and the 28th at the Montesano Amphitheater. Yeah. Uh, do you you have an album project that you're working on currently too? Yeah, uh, I've been working off and on with uh, Baseline for about the past year and a half or so, and uh, you know I've I've got around four or five songs that I've I've basically got finished with them. Uh, Caleb and I need to to work on them and, and get them done, but yeah. uh, you know. That's the that's the, the never ending you know, the <laughs> yeah. studio. So my dad calls it the great sit around because that's kind of you know especially if you're working with a big band in the studio, it's like okay we're gonna spend twelve hours recording vocals and then another six hours doing guitar overdubs and it just yeah. never ends. But uh, how was how was recording with uh, with Caleb? Because they had a they had they recently moved, but they used to be over in uh, Low Mill. Well, a really neat space. Uh, I guess. The most awesome thing about working with Caleb is that he's just really got a, a good ear, mm -hmm. and he he knows what he's doing, and he can really dial in, and uh, like 
He's also got like, all these kind of crazy ideas. Like, I'm gonna give the example of, like rubbing rubbing the edge of a box. Yeah. For like a, a kind of like a swoosh kind of sound. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. That's awesome. He's, he he's really good at using the resources that are available to to get a different kind of sound, uh, and not necessarily have to like, you know, spend a ton of money, ton of money to do right, it. So. Right, right. I think that I, was, I think everybody who's ever started their own studio can relate to that. It's like yeah. you know you can't spend eight hundred thousand dollars on plugins, so you know you got to deal with what you got. Yeah. You know it might be a fifty eight in a bathroom or something, but you're gonna make it sound good one way or another. But yeah, he, he's resourceful and he's knowledgeable, and I've I've really appreciated his help. Like he's he's t- turned a lot of things around for me, so uh, it's it's been awesome. Really. Yeah. Well, shout out to Caleb Rasnick and Baseline Studios. Uh, you can find them online somewhere, probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a Facebook and I, I think an Instagram for sure. There's a website, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's kind of in, in a state of uh, working on the build out of a new studio right now. I'm sure, but. Uh, I don't really have all the details on that. So I'm not going to speak to I'm not going to put you on the spot on that one. You can look it up. Everybody has Google. It's 2019. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about specifically your 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 vocal color that you use because it reminds me a lot of one of my favorite musicians, which is Arlo Guthrie. Uh, was that something that you developed over time, or was that something when you first started singing that it's it's a very unique and I I like the the tone myself, but it's it's not it's not a style that you hear a lot of people try to do it's more something that just comes to you or or it doesn't so i was just wondering how you how you approach your your vocals well um i just try to do the best i can (laughs) (laughs) i've been been told i've got a character voice yeah uh, which is okay you just gotta you gotta work within your wheelhouse yeah exactly do that kind of thing there there are some newer songs where i get a little bit more raspy and a little bit more uh Kind of, kind of gritty with it, but um, no, uh, I, I think it's it's just developed over time. Kind of knowing what, what works with what I try to write, and at this at the same time working in that wheelhouse. Now, uh, I, I feel really honored that you mentioned Arlo Guthrie because that that's that's awesome. Uh, you know, that's I I, I listened to him. Uh, we used to go on 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 trips. During the summer, my parents and I and my, my brothers and my dad had an, an old Arlo Guthrie tape he'd pop in oh, with a cassette wow. player and we'd listen to that and I'd, you know, Alice's Restaurant mm-hmm. just goes, it goes on forever and... I was the first, I think that was the first <laughs> vinyl that I, that I, uh, I, I got my dad to play until it didn't work anymore because I don't, yeah. I loved that song for whatever reason when I was a kid. I was just like, I, I'm sure I know it by the time it was all said and done. Play that song again. And, and kind of a... Being with the Arlo Guthrie thing, you know his his dad and Woody the relationship the relationship with with Dylan mm-hmm. and, and all that like that's that's kind of that really speaks to me and I, I try to try to find that a little bit in my writing, but at the same time, you know, I listen to all that kind of stuff when I when I was growing up and uh, still listen to it now. But yeah. I, I try to I try to. I can do a really great emulation or imitation of Bob Dylan mm-hmm. sometimes, but you know, I, it started out as that, and then I kind of just developed my own my own thing. You know? So it started out with you trying to to get that Dylan voice, yeah, just a you bit, know, and it kind of you settled into your just your own your own. Yeah, it took temper. me if, if a little while to to find my voice. And, yeah. You know. As I think it, it, everybody does when they're first starting out, because you don't, you know, you everybody tries to sound like somebody else at first, and then you kind of find yeah, yourself after a while. It seems like. I really struggle trying not to be too nasally and 
and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's it's just I do what I do. And, yeah, yeah. You got to work with the shape of your head. You yeah, <laughs> you can't really change that. I actually have a, a abnormally small head. It's hard to find hats that fit me. Oh, you be a trumpet player. People, people. I'm a trumpet player myself, but it seems like the trumpet players I know who can play the highest and you know the loudest are usually the ones that have like the short squat heads and stuff. Oh well, I was actually uh, next to last chair when I played trumpet. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked that to the oh, I'm curb. Sorry, sorry to bring up that memory. Then <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a big deal. I still I still have a trumpet actually, and I play it from time to time. But I was never really all that great at it. <laughs> no. Well, you you are great at running because you're actually you're doing a uh, half marathon coming up, right? Yeah. Um. I'm I'm not in the greatest shape for it. A lot of people don't know that. I actually ran cross country and track in, in college in high school and uh, I was actually one of the better runners in the state in high school oh, wow uh, it, that was several pounds and many years ago yeah I can, I can relate <laughs> I understand but uh, you know yeah I've been training for a, a half marathon I, I did 11 miles around Decatur last weekend with my older brother and that was kind of fun but also at the same time kind of sucky yeah when is when is that uh when is that marathon uh it's april 7th uh it's the bridge street half marathon oh, okay right yeah. on i didn't know bridge street was doing a marathon where where all does that go mm, i'm not really i'm sure around bridge street probably, yeah around, probably around the research bridge street park and research park you know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing you know i i wasn't too i'm not too concerned with knowing the course because i know i'm not going to be in the front <laughs> just <laughs> so. just follow the people with it with a tag You'll get yeah, there eventually. yeah and even the people in the front they probably have a, a biker or a police police car yeah leading the way so oh that's always fun yeah well thanks again for joining us tonight uh we're gonna take you we're gonna take us out sorry you're gonna take us out with your last song that you played uh for the special Patreon stream called 100 Miles to Memphis. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, um, that one's kind of, it's it's about, uh, well, f first of all, to kind of give a little background about it, I, I went to grad school at Arkansas Tech University, and that's in Russellville, Arkansas. So I would I would drive east toward, toward Memphis to come home to Huntsville, Scottsboro. Mm -hmm. I'm from Scottsboro. Okay. But, um, and I would always see a sign that said 100 Memphis, 100 miles. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, I always thought that'd be a, that'd be a cool thing to write about. That is. So it's, it's kind of about, uh, being kind of, kind of drifting toward home. And then when you get home, you don't really recognize anything anymore mm -hmm. and kind of, kind of struggling with a little bit of alcoholism and, yeah. uh, relationship stuff and that kind of thing. And then, uh, you know, some some regrets and that kind of thing but it's a, it's it's a good little song i i think lyrically it's pretty solid there's homages to uh um van morrison and also the big bopper and oh yeah so, you know. yeah that's and also i i like that song just because i've i've made that drive more times than i can remember and it's actually probably one of my least favorite drives because that stretch through mississippi just gets kind of brutal <laughs> I, I, i'm i'm telling you the stretch between little rock and memphis is just awful like, yeah it's yeah. terrible like and mississippi at least has a few hills that's true yeah yeah <laughs> i yeah the little rock to memphis run is pretty rough too i've done that a bunch recently yeah so, uh, again, you can catch Hugh Tyler coming up on April the 12th at Maggie Myers with Aaron Bradley, uh, April the 19th at Wish You Were Beer, April 23rd, you can catch him online at ConcertWindow.com, and the 28th, catch him at the Montesano Amplifier. Hugh, thanks so much yeah, for joining us. Do you want to go out with our catchphrase like we do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll, do, we'll give you a keep it spicy on three. Mm -hmm. All right. One, two, three. Keep, keep it, it spicy.
It's a hundred miles to Memphis and the sun's sinking in the west And Joe in the back seat, I got a beating heart in my chest Down to fifth of whiskey and I chased it with some gin Don't know where I'm going or if I'll come back again but then again Walking the fence rows, I got the medicine in hand Go out into the world and do all the good or bad you can And everything's broken when it ain't in its place Turn the radio on and up and big pop to Chantilly Lace And your pretty face makes me wail, makes me wail Got real depressed ever since April, May, and June Struggling just to find the words and let alone put them to a tune But it's a slow bump to China, to below honeybee If I can't find the words, then darling let me be, just let me be Looking at August and everything that's come and gone Kicking leaves around and wondering what went wrong and Time goes by and regrets they stay true and If I could go back I'd tell you I love you Cause I love you A hundred miles to Memphis and the sun's sinking in the west. This has been a production of Spice Radio Huntsville, a nonprofit based in Huntsville, Alabama. You can donate to Spice Radio by going to spiceradiohuntsville.com and clicking donate. If you have a line on great music, events, or art in the Tennessee Valley, Tell us about it at SpiceRadioHuntsville at gmail.com. Join us on Facebook to see live performances and interviews from our studio. And remember, you can stream the best local original music 24-7 on our website, SpiceRadioHuntsville.com.